Hi, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing to help you get more leads and clients. I'm Tim Barron, and in today's episode, I chat with DLA Piper's Juliet McNulty, the Senior Digital Communications Manager, and Josh Epstein, Director of Communications. DLA Piper has been ranked the top firm in the Social Law Firm Index year after year, including this year in 2017. Juliet and Josh share insights into how the firm maintains their high-quality content over time. They also share how they collaborate across offices in more than 40 countries and on working with partners and members of the firm on their marketing campaigns. But before we jump into the episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghelp.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy. All right, on with the show. Hi, Juliet and Josh. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks for having us. Sure thing. It's a pleasure. Uh, Before we dig in, uh, could you tell me a little bit about your roles and your marketing team at DLA Piper? Sure. I'm Josh Epstein. I'm Director of Communications for the U.S. firm. So that encompasses a number of things, public relations, design, advertising, internal communications, and I think most notably our digital and social media efforts, which are headed up by Juliet. And I'm Juliet McNulty. I'm a Senior Digital Communications Manager in Chicago, and I oversee the firm's digital strategy for the U.S., maintaining the firm's social media channels, our website, our microsites, our blogs. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Year after year, you know, we put out the Social Law Firm Index, and just about a couple of weeks ago, we put out the 2017, and you guys have consistently been at the top. How do you maintain that level of consistency year after year? Well, a big part of it is we're not new to social media. We've been doing it for a number of years now. It's not something that we just decided recently to adopt because we realized that lots of other people were doing social media too. And so it was the the hot new thing. So it's really been a part of our marketing, our external communications for a number of years now. And the early success we had led to more success with lawyers seeing it. You have the halo effect, you get buy-in and we have buy-in from firm leadership all the way down. And we found that it's a great way for the lawyers to market themselves and be participatory, be part of the process. And we also try to make it very easy for them. And I also think that the lawyers have embraced it over the years, and they recognize that it's an important part of marketing themselves and business development for their practices. In the feature piece that we put out on the blog, you talked about how you embrace effective platforms. So depending on the content or depending on the message or the audience, that's what platform you choose. How do you determine that? We primarily focus on LinkedIn since it's the main social channel for business. We're also always thinking about the content and the message of the content and where it would be best placed. So we try to put more pro bono diversity and corporate responsibility posts to our Facebook page versus more business content, thought leadership on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you have any advice for marketers at law firms to get lawyers buy-in on some of those initiatives and 
like sort of when you determine where you're going to post things, what you're going to post there, any advice for law firm marketers? First of all, you want to make yourself as a law firm marketer, you want to make yourself available as a resource to the lawyers. And this is something that Juliet's doing constantly, and I'll let her speak to it. But one-on-ones, presentations to groups, small groups, large groups, practice groups, different demographics or affinity groups within the firm. And just on basic stuff, such as maintaining your profile, your bio, and all that, to what you might call more sophisticated things, such as posting of content, what content makes the most sense for you, explaining our different focus pages that we have within LinkedIn, and just showing the whole range of options that we have. Yeah, so being available to the lawyers for any questions that they have. And just to repeat what Josh said, we do offer a lot of training and presentations to groups, but we also are available one-on-one whenever lawyers, you know, I always say just IM me or call me and we're happy to screen share and walk them through any questions they have related to social media and sharing. And then in addition, we also provide year-end analytic reports to the sectors with case study examples so that it kind of gets buy-in per group for digital our digital communication and what it can do for them. So our case studies and analytics in general, one of the ways that you get buy-in from practice groups, partners, lawyers at the firm for some of your marketing initiatives? Right. So maybe case studies was the wrong thing to say, but examples of content, which content is working best for each practice in that sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you tend to break that down by industry or by practice area, some of that content? We break it down by industry for the sectors at the end of the year. We do end of year reports for them, but we also can do it per campaign. So if there's an event that we're hosting, our DLA Piper Real Estate Global Real Estate Summit every year, we do a big social campaign with that. And so we do a digital report at the end just to show the return on investment on all the things that we promoted in relation to that. In addition to that, we also have a digital hub on our intranet. So anything that we share uh, promoting the digital communications effort, we put in there so that people can come and see everything that we have to offer and everything we've had to done, we have done in the past. Okay, so you have a digital hub and you talked about, you mentioned global I think I read that you have offices in over 40 countries. How do you accomplish and collaborate around that many offices for a cohesive strategy? Well, Juliet and I both have counterparts. We're in the U.S. firm, what we call the international firm. And they have a very sophisticated communications team there too. And they're coordinating with communications managers on the ground in different regions and countries where they have a presence. We're constantly communicating with each other. We're communication staff, so I would hope that we can communicate well with each other. We're in touch on a regular basis, either if it's scheduled calls or just spontaneously as needed. And we all share the same strategy. And we have lawyers. The good thing about being in a firm this big is that you always have lawyers who are willing to participate in these efforts. And those positive examples, like Juliet was mentioning, are something that we use consistently going forward, rather than focusing on the things that you shouldn't be doing on social media, of which there are many things. We focus on the positive things. Here are the good things that have happened. Here's what one of your colleagues here is doing. Here's what somebody in international is doing effectively. Maybe we should think about doing that in the U.S. and vice versa. But really, it's just being on the same page, communicating all of the time, and just working together in lockstep and agreement on the strategy. 
So you talked about what work, you're accentuating the positive and showing what works on social media and other efforts. And Julia, you, you'd mentioned also digging into analytics and KPIs. What are some of the standouts or maybe success? Do you have any examples of that, that, that you can point to that lawyers and partners and others at the firm will be like, wow, yep, we'll get on board? The DLA Piper Global Real Estate Summit is a great example because not only is it the breadth of coverage that it gets, but the responses that it gets from our readers on social media. But generally, overall, how we measure success is just that we know that by our lawyers sharing content through our channels, it builds thought leadership for them and it also promotes the firm favorably overall. How do you guys go about creating a strategy around content and around social, just your digital marketing efforts in general? Well, the strategy is informed by the business strategy of the different sectors and the different practice groups that we have. Social media is really just another tool that they can use. In terms of, so we, we focus on the priority practices, the priority sectors, and then also it's a coalition of the willing too. And what we just make sure is that there's a certain process in place. So everybody is speaking and doing things in a similar way. We know that there are certain events, like Juliet mentioned, the Global Real Estate Summit. We have a technology summit, others, what we call signature events. We know those are coming and we prepare for those months in advance. We have multi-platform strategies that we utilize, some hashtags, others that are outside of the firm who are using those hashtags, tweeting from those events. So it's a really, they're a big deal. Otherwise, when it's just pieces of content, whether it's client alerts, newsletters, or things like that, that we're pushing out on social media, those are really an extension of the strategies that the sectors and the practices in the firm have generally. And so we're here to support that rather than going it alone and adopting our own strategy. We're doing it in conjunction with what the practices, the sectors in the firm are looking for. In order to remain so consistent across a global law firm with so many different offices, and to produce the kind of results that you do year after year, is there some training involved? Like, Do you have a training regimen across your marketing team? And if so, what does that involve? Within the department, we have guidelines and best practices that we follow for consistency. And so we just make sure that whenever people are working on our team or with our team, that they're familiar with those guidelines and best practices and that they're following them. Awesome. All right. So... This has been super useful. There are some great takeaways for anyone that may be listening to our podcast. So we get a lot of law firm marketers and from lawyers at smaller firms also listening. So thank you very much. Is there anything you wanted to share that I didn't bring up before we go? The only other thing that I think is maybe worth adding is just the importance of quality content. And also a part of the training here is training lawyers on the best ways to create that kind of content and how to publicize that and how to work with us to create that. Awesome. Hey, Julia, Josh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Before you go, if you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We're also on Google Play and wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at gettobesocial.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.